Heading into their Christmas Eve game, the Minnesota Vikings have more than a Lloyd Christmas chance of winning the NFC North. That'd be better than a one in a million chance for those of you who haven't seen the movie Dumb and Dumber. And if you haven't, what's your problem? Watch it over the holidays, huh? The odds are long. The Detroit Lions have to lose each of their last three games. The Vikings have to win all of their last three, but good news. Two of those are against the Lions. Starting Sunday, Paul Allen's boom at noon, pregame at 11, right here on Fox Sports 98.1. And it's time now for our weekly chat with the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. His Vikings views brought to you by Midco Sports. And PA, it's been a season of unpredictability. Four different quarterbacks, all kinds of goofy things happening, including Saturday's loss at Cincinnati. So what can we possibly expect Sunday against the Lions? And happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, brother, to uh, you and your audience. The game against Cincinnati, now, you know, granted it was an L, and then it was another winnable game. But um, the the passing offense and and with Chandler running and and the way they, they orchestrated that, you know, really for the first time since Cousins went down, it looked like what we've come to expect from a Vikings offense. Addison had the big game, so so that was a good step when you're going through four quarterbacks. You know, maybe that can alleviate some of the chaos this weekend because, you know, this this Lions team, you know, they get a couple of backs who are approaching a combined 2,000 yards. Bauman Ross St. Brown and the rookie tight end, Sam Laporte. I mean, this, this, this offense that we're facing is no joke. Now, defensively speaking, they've been really good against the run. Uh, they've been susceptible to the pass, but uh, they're, you know, I think they're going to get back C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who may have changed his name to C.D. Deuce. Uh, he's a he's a quality safety used to play with the Eagles. It, it's chaotic. I mean, it's chaotic because our injury report is chaotic. Yeah. We're still on our fourth quarterback. And, man, it's just, you know, throwing caution to the wind this weekend and taking some chances, that, that's what it may take to win. Well, I look back to the Lions six games before a 42-17 win at home over Denver last week, and you look at the points given up, even in wins, uh, actually five games, a win at San Diego, 41-38, a win over the Bears, 31-26, a loss to the Packers, they give up 29, a win over the Saints, 28, they lose to the Bears, 28-13. They give up a lot of points. Uh, what's the best path to, to for the Vikings to get what other teams have recently been getting on the Lions? Well, it, it's going to be the pass, and it's not simply because they, they've had some troubles against the pass. Now, they, you know, they tightened that thing up against Denver a little bit. They, they really, really played well against the Denver Broncos. I mean, it, it may be their best overall game this year outside of that Kansas City game to start things. They, they just were so fundamentally sound and organized in that game were the Lions. But, you know, you, the, the Vikings are a passing team. And, you know, whether you're using Dobbs or Hall or Cousins or Mullins or, or whomever, is, is O'Connell and this offense are best suited when they're throwing. And that's why last year, you know, Dalvin had a really, really good year, really good rushing year, yet they threw 61% of the time. So, so that, that's why I go down the road, John, of it was just so good to see the passing game hit receivers in stride for good yards after catch. Uh, Nick wasn't afraid to throw the 50-50 balls. Addison won one of those and got into the end zone. You know, but nevertheless, that was his first start in a couple of years and only 18th of his career. So, like, before all the tush-push terrorism, uh, Mullins hits Hawkinson for, for a nice little pass to the left. But, see, Cousins would have waited a beat longer and thrown Jefferson open down by the 30 because he was open. He wasn't open, you know, right when Nick unfurled the ball, but, you know, Cousins is, he's just played more snaps and has more experience. And then we would have never dealt with any of the tush-push terrorism, and, 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 and I think um, 
Joseph would have walked off. So it's just tightening things like that into this game. You're just going to have to have it. Right. Outside of the tush pushes and the two interceptions, Mullins, who gets a second straight start, 26 of 33, 303 yards, two scores. Not a bad line last week in Cincinnati. And for the Minnesota Vikings defense, you mentioned the Lions, the run game. They have a lot of talented, young offensive weapons. I know you've tried to pick the brains of elite NFL minds this week about this. So where do things start for Brian Flores and, and, and who to try to stop first with the Lions offense? Well, FIGA, Fairness and Gaskins Act, uh, we, we taped this on Friday. All right, so I'm about ready to walk into practice and, and catch the tail end of the practice. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is because this Vikings injury report is no joke. I mean, Harrison Phillips is their best run-stopping defensive lineman. Uh, well, I mean, he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Byron Murphy's their best corner. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Daniil got sick and popped up on the injury report on Thursday, and, and plus there's more. Madison's on there and so on. Um, so, r- really, when it comes to the defense attacking this offense, A, you got to figure out who's playing. Because if Phillips isn't playing against the best offensive line in the division, that's a problem. And and they're going to be at full strength with, with their moving company, the Michigan Moving Company, um, for the sixth time this year. I, assuming Ragnow plays, the Chan S in Minnesota guy is one of the best centers in the NFL, but he, uh, he has a toe injury and a leg and a shin, and he missed practice Thursday too. But they, they, they power run and they vertically pass. That that's what Ben Johnson and the Lions do. So, you know, it, what would Flores do to counter? Say it's the worst-case scenario, J.G., and all of those key guys are down that I mentioned on defense. That'd be a worst-case scenario. Well, that, that excites me to see what new he has up his sleeve it, because it's something new every single week that he presents that either defensive players for the Vikings or offensive players for the foe, they just haven't seen. Now, it takes them a little while, and they can get around it, and then you get the, the, the corrections game and, and stuff like that. So that's very fascinating to me. Uh, I, I hope most of those players I mentioned played because it's all hands on deck against this offense. And so it brings us to this. I mean, Vegas says it's a three-point Lions uh, n- nod right now. Is this one you, you can predict? They're the rightful favorites, just like into the year. You know, it, some people were offended that, that we won 13 and won the uh, division, yet the Lions were a two-to-one favorite to win the division. I mean, it, I can argue the Lions should have beaten us four times in a row. So that they, they, in the past, have done some things – uh, against the Vikings, where the Vikings just have had trouble getting around. Um, you know, I want to say that you're going to really need to score 27 or more to win this game, and that might be the case, maybe 30 or more. But I don't want to disrespect or shortchange Flores' defense, and I don't want to shortchange Brian's creativity. Uh, because he, the, the key here is, I mean, if you can jump them somehow, if you somehow can, like they, they have a new kicker, Michael Badgley. And, and in his first game against Denver, he was six for six on extra points, but I think he had five kickoffs and only one touchback. Now, maybe that was by design, but their returner is Marvin Mims Jr., and he's very good. So maybe Big Boy has a problem getting it into the end zone. So if that's the case, let's get a Kane touchdown. And, and if you can get a Kane touchdown relatively early, something quirky, uh, maybe a dropped ball, a forced fumble, a pick six, something like that. You know, really, I think it's needed in a game like this early. Now, on the other side of it, if for whatever the reason, JG, they jump you 
and they're up 10, well, that actually may be serendipity because it'll take Mullins, Hawkinson, Jefferson, Addison, KJ walked off on him last year, and Ty Chandler can catch. It, it may force the Vikings to throw 75% of the time. And I think in this particular game, the Vikings are going to have to throw throw efficiently, explosively, and accurately to win this game. P.A., may your bells jingle, your halls be decked, your pear trees be partridged, and uh, we'll talk for our final Vikings views of 2023 next week. If um, if this had been done under mistletoe, I uh, metaphorically would have kissed you on your forehead. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Merry Christmas to uh, you, your family, and uh, and the audience that listens to us every single week. God bless all of you. Christmas is a spectacular day for many reasons, and hopefully it's blessed for everybody. All right. Can't think of a better present. I can, but thank you anyway. Appreciate it. Yep, for sure. Paul Allen, his weekly Vikings views, brought to you by Midco Sports. Vikings hosting the Lions Sunday at noon, 11 a.m. pregame, all right here on Fox Sports 98.1. I'm John Gaskins. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.